1: Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner
0: to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, oyentes, bienvenidos al episodio 55. Welcome to episode 55 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast this is a special episode because we are officially celebrating our one year anniversary the learn spanish Salsa podcast launched a year ago tomorrow on january 15 2019. Whether this is your first time listening to the podcast or if you just stumbled upon the show and haven't even subscribed yet, I want to sincerely thank you for being a listener. I've really enjoyed hosting the show over the past year and I look forward to bringing you even more value in 2020 to help you become fluent in Spanish. You can expect to hear even more interviews, more episodes where I break down song lyrics and show you how you can use the Spanish you learn through music in day-to-day conversation and even more ways you can immerse yourself in Latino culture from dance to travel and much much more. To start off the anniversary show I want to give a quick shout out to a few listeners who have left us a review. The first person I want to thank and also uh, read their review is Deborah, um, And Deborah just said, I'd like to say thank you so much for the podcast. In just a few short weeks, I've improved my listening and speaking skills tremendously with your help. I'm so glad to hear that, Deborah. I'm glad that you're finding the podcast useful, and I hope you will continue to listen um, and keep us updated on your progress. Also, I want to mention if you're not a member of our Facebook group, if you want to connect with me or with other listeners like Deborah and other Spanish learners, just search for the Learn Spanish Con podcast community on Facebook and uh, put a request in to join the group um, and you can uh, connect there. And also, if you have any questions at all, you can also get them answered in our Facebook community. Next, we have a review from Joanna, and Joanna said, I really like this podcast as I'm an intermediate Spanish learner and always looking for ways to improve my Spanish. The focus on Latin American cultures and travel is unique and really engaging. I would love to hear more episodes with breaking down song lyrics like the Despacito episode and even more Spanish spoken in future episodes. Muchas gracias. Gracias a ti, Joanna, for listening to the podcast, and we will be doing some more episodes where we break down song lyrics in the future. And lastly, I wanted to read a review from Jay Wires, Um, and she says, uh, the podcast combines my three favorite topics. I am beyond excited to have found a single podcast that combines the three skills I'm learning and loving right now, salsa dancing, coaching, and Spanish. Plus, podcasts are my ultimate favorite way to learn about so many things. Uh, mine too. I also like to listen to audiobooks. So I absolutely love podcasts. That's why I love doing a podcast. I love listening to podcasts um, as well. Uh, she goes on to say, uh, or he, sorry, I don't know. It <laughs> just is Jay Wires. I don't know the first name. Uh, it says, I've only listened to the first two episodes and I'm loving it so far. Thank you for not starting out with how to say hi, how are you, like every other podcast out there. Um, yeah, that is so frustrating. I hate that. Hola, ¿cómo está usted? Right? <laughs> like nobody ever says that in the real world. Anyway, and they go on to say, I'm so happy to have learned about about gerunds and me and te in the first episode. I've noticed that many times Spanish has a single word for what would be two words in English. And this lesson was a prime example of this. Thank you, and please keep podcasting. I would love to listen to an episode on Cuban Spanish, which I hear can be more difficult to understand because they drop consonants at the end of words. Well, thank you uh, so much for your review, Jay Wires, and I'm glad that you found some value even in just the first two episodes. Um, We did do a few episodes on Cuban Spanish, so if you go into your podcast feed and search for our episodes on Cuban Spanish, and you can also look on our website at learnspanishconsalsa.com. Um, And you will find we did two episodes, one on traveling to Cuba uh, with uh, Devin and Tracy from Conocer Cuba. And we also did um, an episode on Cuban Spanish and the Cuban dialect. Okay, so um, that's it for the reviews. And again, if you haven't already, please make sure you click on the link in the episode description and leave a rating. We really do appreciate each and every review we get. Um, It helps other people find the show and it also lets us know what you want to hear more of. So again, thank you all for your reviews and for listening. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go into iTunes and uh, leave a rating and review uh, for our first anniversary show. All right. Now, to celebrate our one year anniversary, I wanted to share something that would make you laugh or at least put a little smile on your face. And I thought no better way to do this than to share the seven funniest stories of the year. So throughout the first year of the podcast, we've had so many interesting interviews and conversations. And one of the questions I like to ask guests is to share a story about a mistake they made while speaking Spanish. Uh, The reason why is I think it really helps to hear that everyone makes mistakes when speaking a foreign language. And it's better to laugh and learn from it than to get discouraged and feel like you failed in some way. So in this episode, we're going to do a recap of some of our funniest moments on the show from this year, and I'm going to let you hear the funniest, most embarrassing stories from the podcast in 2019. Uh, The first story I'll share is from our episode with Hongyu Chen. He's the founder of Speechling, which is a really great app if you're uh, working on your Spanish pronunciation. He tells us how he chronically mispronounced several words and no one ever told him he was making a mistake.
2: One of my most embarrassing stories in Spanish was mispronouncing names for years before I got it right. But one of my best friends growing up, uh, he was Indian. His last name was J-O-S-E, pronounced Joes. And growing up in school, I pronounced every single person named Jose Joes. And nobody <laughs> corrected me. Nobody corrected me. I pronounced Jesus as Jesus, and and Juan as Juan. And you'd be surprised at how nice people are, as you mentioned, Tamara, and how hesitant they are to give you feedback on some blatant things even. So it just goes to show how diligent you need to be in terms of specifically asking for feedback.
0: This next story is a listener story that was submitted to us by Brianna. I think you'll find it funny.
1: So the most embarrassing moment I've had while speaking Spanish actually happened today. During a language exchange, instead of saying, tuve miedo, I said, tuve mierda.
0: (laughs) Now, in case you're wondering, tuve miedo means I was scared. So the word miedo means fear, but mierda, perdón, is a curse word in Spanish for human feces. So I'm sure that's a mistake Brianna will never make again. Now here's a story from Devin and Tracy Benson from Conocer Cuba. They share a story about a trip to Cuba where they misunderstood an important word and later they had an unexpected visitor show up in their room.
1: It happened our very first trip, <laughs> and we were in Yagua High, which is a really small town in north central Cuba, and we were staying at um, a friend's, my advisor had friends there, so my advisor sent us there, and we're staying at a friend of my advisor's house, so of course we're trying to be extra respectful, and I'm trying to, you know, demonstrate that I know things, and I don't know, I'm just trying to make a good impression, and so one of the things is that our host family says, is she says to us, she's like, oh, you know, just be careful tonight, because they're ranas." Right. R-A-N-A-S. Ranas. And I was like, oh, they ranas. OK. And so Tracy's like, Devin, what did she say? And I said, don't worry, Tracy. She said that there were rats. <laughs> she said that there were rats and therefore we could sleep with the window open. It's no big deal because, you know, rats aren't going to come up climbing through the window. We sleep with the window open. <laughs> and around 2 a.m., a frog jumps in. <laughs> because Rana means frog, not rat.
3: <laughs> oh, Kevin, what's happening? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah.
2: And so we, of
1: course, we didn't catch the Rana. <laughs> um, we had to run out and get our host family. And they said, they, they said, oh, we told you about. <laughs> like, no, frogs.
2: <laughs>
0: The next story I'll share is from our episode on pronunciation with Kyle Kuzman from Hear, Listen, Speak. This story is actually about a funny mistake he made speaking Portuguese during a trip to Brazil. But if you listen, you'll notice there's some similarities to the word that he made a mistake with in Portuguese uh, to the same word in Spanish.
4: This one time I was uh, in Brazil, so I had just shown up in Brazil. I basically grew up with this Brazilian family. In high school, I lived at their house a lot of the time you know just like really good close friends and um so they were really the inspiration for me to learn Portuguese so I I had been listening to a lot of Brazilian music reading children's books get like the audio with the text is really great little audio books just simple stuff just start out small and just rhymes songs poems all that good stuff and so I had been preparing and training my ear and like trying to build that kind of uh, phonetic base, like, so I could at least be familiar with and know what, what know what it sounds like. So I got to Brazil, and I had been there maybe four or five days, and I was, I was very tired. I could, I was like, you know, in the full immersion, I couldn't understand anything. I was just, I really, I was like, okay, well, okay. I need to tell, I need to really work on this, so my my dad, my Brazilian dad, Thomas, asked me, he was like, so Kyle, why is your t-shirt that weird kind of pink? And I was like, and he said, Por que, porque sua camiseta é rosa. And uh, camiseta is t-shirt. You also say camisa or camisinha. And camisinha, if you're a Spanish speaker, you'd be like, huh, maybe that means like a small shirt. Unfortunately, it means condom. So yeah. <laughs> literally like a little cute shirt is the same as condom. You listen to the difference between these two words. Camiseta, camisinha. It's very small. It's like a two-letter difference. So, of course, me in my exhausted state, having just arrived in Brazil, I was like, Uh, And I told this whole story It was probably I struggled through For probably like Five minutes long I was like So it was in Germany I was with uh, My host families And uh, it used to be white But then My German host dad Washed my white condom With a new red (laughs) condom And a pink condom And he just like looked at me with this strange expression just like cocking his head and he didn't, say a word. he didn't stop me he just let me let me tell this story repeating the wrong word again and again and, and at the end i was like oh that, that was the wrong word wasn't it and he laughs he goes yep yes it was <laughs> so i will never forget that and i will never again mix up those two words
0: so if you notice camisa in spanish and camisa in portuguese are very very similar and camiseta for t-shirt Um, So that's one that I'm sure Kyle will never, ever forget. But also, um, if you are expanding to other languages and learning Portuguese, there is a lot of uh, Spanish words that will help you out if you uh, plan to learn that language as well. Now, this next story is from one of our Spanish Consalsa coaches, Kesia, who tells us about an embarrassing moment she had when she was traveling with a friend to Mexico. Now, this story proves that even native Spanish speakers can make mistakes, so you definitely shouldn't feel bad about the mistakes that you make. Now, Kessie is from Dominican Republic, and she was visiting Mexico, and she learned very quickly that there is a word that she used that um, means one thing in Dominican Republic, but has a very different meaning in Mexico.
3: It's the word chin.
0: Chin. Okay, what does that mean?
3: It means a little bit. Un poco will be proper Spanish, like un poco or un poquito. You have to be careful because I have heard that this word is a cursing word in Mexico.
0: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important think, to know.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. I had an experience with it. But, yes, Dominique. Oh, no, was, no, no. You
0: can't leave us hanging. You have to tell us about your
3: experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know I was going to ask that. What was your experience with this word? I want to hear this. Oh, no, it was so embarrassing.
3: So, I was in Mexico, and I was at a place where they have, like, many different sweets, like, typical sweets from Mexico. And I was trying everything, but it was already too much. So, uh-huh. the guy is coming with a big piece for me to try it. And I say, no, 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 un ching, un chin. solo un chin. And he looked at me. And he got so mad. And he's like, you leave my store. You don't need to come with those words here. If you don't want it, you don't. Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) what happened? So the friend from Mexico that was with me, she's like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, what did I say? And she didn't want it to explain to me. I was like, you need to tell me. I will keep saying it. I didn't know. You used the word chin. I was like, it means a little, un poquito, you know? Just like, no, you don't use that word here. It was so embarrassing. But then the worst thing was that I couldn't control it. And after that, I wanted to say chin all the time. It's like I couldn't say <laughs> un poco or un poquito.
0: <laughs> oh, well, give us an idea of what it means in Mexican Spanish without, you know, I guess giving us the actual word. Kind of give us an idea what it means.
3: It's like the act of having sex.
0: So that's when you definitely don't want to say if you are in Mexico. Thank you, Kesia, for sharing that story with us. Next, I want to share a story from our guest, Maribel Quesada-Smith. And she talked to us about intercultural communication and relationships um, between cultures. And her funny story is actually about a family member who is a native Spanish speaker who made uh, several mistakes when learning English.
1: When I was, again, sixth grade, or not sixth grade, when I was in seventh grade, coming to the United States and um, living here for the first time, I was in English class. And we were talking about where we wanted to go on vacation or where we'd like to go on vacation. And I said, I love going to the bitch. (laughs) 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 Yes, the bitch is my favorite. And the whole classroom was like, what? And then, of course, all the kids started cracking up. And the teacher's looking at me all embarrassed, like feeling sorry for me. But at the same time, just kind of trying to keep the kids in order. Like, I I think you meant beach, right? Is that (laughs) what you meant? And I said, yeah, I said, bitch. That's what I said. (laughs) So my accent got me in trouble a lot of times with words like that. I still sometimes say things and people are like, what? Um, But it doesn't bother me as much. I've learned to understand that that's just who I am. Uh, But that was one of those words that I had to really... Put an emphasis on when I would pronounce it. Love was another word. I used to say love because my, in Mexico, B and the, the B as in boy and the B as in Victor are the same. They sound basically the same, or at right. least in Spanish. And so I would get those words, I mean, those two letters, I would use them the same interchangeably. And so when I said love, I'd be like, love. So that one I conquered, <laughs> <laughs> but I still sometimes get other words mixed mixed in with my accent and they sound like something to, totally different like my mom used to say shit cake instead of sheep cake and we I mean that's like a, a story that we we will forever tell because it's the funniest thing in the world she's ordering a cake on the phone and she's like I want a shit cake <laughs> you can just picture the other person on the other line is like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> is this a prank
0: <laughs> Lastly, I will put myself out there and share my embarrassing moment. Now I shared this on the very first episode of the podcast in the trailer episode, so coming full circle. Um this is about my first trip abroad and how I was completely lost, even though I thought my Spanish was at least decent at the time. I went on a trip to Panama armed with my high school Spanish skills and I was quickly humbled. I remember being on the airplane, descending into Panama City, trying to prepare myself for customs and immigration. I was rehearsing how to say my address of where I was staying in Panama City. I figured all I needed to recognize was the word dirección, which means address, and then I just had to tell them where I was staying. So I get into the airport, I'm in line, and I hear the word siguiente, which means next. So it was my turn. And I didn't understand a word that this man said to me. I just looked at him with a blank stare. I handed him a piece of paper where I had written my address and somehow I was allowed into the country. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. I hope this episode inspires you to keep speaking Spanish and get out there and make as many mistakes as you can without feeling embarrassed or taking yourself too seriously. Language learning is a process and the more you're confident and able to go out and actually speak the language in the real world with real people, uh, the more and more you will improve and get better and notice that your Spanish is um, approaching fluency, right? And that is our goal. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, it's just a little bit of fun today. We will get back uh, next week with one of our regular episodes where I will be breaking down uh, a song um, and going over the lyrics with you as well. As I mentioned, I also have some other questions that have come in, so I will be doing some other Q&A episodes as well. So with that, I want to say gracias otra vez. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast, for us making it to one full year, and I look forward to more and more to come in the year ahead. So I hope something you heard today has inspired you to take one step closer from a Spanish beginner to confident bilingual. Hasta la próxima.
1: Thank you for listening to the Learn
2: Spanish con Salsa podcast at learnspanishconsalsa.com.